alert. Don't miss the debut of BetQL tailgate kickoff Saturday morning at 9 Eastern with Ryan Horvat. He's here to gear you up for an action-packed day of college football. Whether you're a seasoned better looking for the last-minute edge or a newcomer eager to dive into the world of college football wagering, this show is for you. So please make sure to check it out. By the way, we will be talking a little week zero of college football a little later on in the program. But right now, let's get to the NFL preseason. We have got two games happening tonight. We've got the Steelers as four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Falcons. The total here is at 38-and-a-half for BetMGM. And when you are trying to determine how to handicap this one, obviously it's all about the starters and how long they will be playing. And what's interesting about uh, Steelers and Falcons is largely uh, that Mike Tomlin seems to be taking this seriously, right? So Mm -hmm. if you go by his history – This is something where the offensive starters uh, could be playing roughly a full half here. Yep, that's exactly what I thought, too. Uh, Minus four and a half, Steelers on the spread seems like the play. I I wouldn't really be interested in Steelers' money line um, at minus uh, 210. The other thing I was thinking is, could this be a lower scoring game? You know, the total here, 38 and a half. Can you bet first halves? Mm, I don't know if I see I am being not offered seeing... yet. Yeah, not being offered yeah. yet. But That would be so nice if you think starters are playing and you could just do a first half bet, but I guess they're not mm-hmm. going to give us that. No, thanks a lot. But I, I do like the uh, the rationale here. <laughs> Uh, I do like the rationale here, though, because, like, if if the Falcons are going to be all about the ground and pound, it's all about the rushing attack, and that's what they're going to focus on, and Ritter is, you know, going to have to pass to Drake London and and company that he's just not going to do it that often. I wonder, because running backs are, you know, pulverized a good bit more than, say, a lot of other positions – if you want to be subjecting them to that much harm in the first place. And so even if B. John Robinson and company are out there, then probably it's going to be not nearly as long as the key starters for the Steelers, though. So Najee Harris for the Steelers won't be playing. Uh, You know, specific workload plan in place for him uh, per uh, one Steelers source. Uh, Cam Hayward, Patrick Peterson, TJ Watt look, looks like they won't be playing either. So it's something where either you're a veteran or, you know, you have some injury concerns and you don't, uh, you know, subject them to harm out there. So I wonder if the Falcons, even though they haven't really made a formal announcement, maybe it's best, you know, your key running backs aren't out there. And so then the offense that we see is not going to be what's ultimately constituted in the regular season. So, I look at that and the spread, you know, looks fairly sharp at four and a half for these reasons. Uh, But still though, Aaron, like if there were a first half bet, then definitely backing the Steelers would make a lot of sense. Uh, If the Falcons are still going to try and run the ball a good bit, then that means the clock's going to continue to wind. And so maybe the under is ultimately the best bet to make in this game. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I was leaning because, I mean, I think my favorite bet is still Steelers on the spread. Mike Tomlin is the better coach. He's obviously taking this seriously, and I'm just going to ride that trend right now. Um, I do think Kenny Pickett is the better quarterback in this matchup, but I don't think he's going to play a full game and it will really matter. So I like Steelers minus four and a half, and I also like the under 38 and a half here. 
Yeah, definitely uh, tailing you as far as the under is concerned. And not to mention uh, something I know I brought up many times is sort of the the gravitational pull of the number 37 with these totals. That if you see a total uh, over 37, bet the under. See a total under 37, bet the over. Uh, because ultimately that's that key number where a lot of preseason games seem to be going. Even though uh, the trend for these first two games of the preseason is to have a lot of overs, at the same time, you got to feel like that things will correct themselves. And regardless of how long the starters are playing, it's not going to be for the full game. And then you're going to have backups trying to do specific things. And then I think ultimately you get to something around that number. So definitely the unders, uh, something I like a lot here. Uh, what about the Colts and the Eagles? Colts are four and a half point favorites. Another total of 38 and a half. What stands out to you here? Uh that I'm not as interested. Uh, I guess if Hertz isn't going to be playing, right? I mean, Mariota oh. is a massive downgrade. And I just don't think a lot of Eagles players will be getting much action here. I mean, why would they, why would you take that kind of risk? Um, I don't like the Colts at all. I've been talking about them a lot so far this show. <laughs> I just think they're going to struggle against the Eagles defense. So I guess this could be another under. I'm not as interested in betting this one. It just feels kind of eh. There's, some, uh, there's right. some games this weekend that I am looking forward to actually watching in terms of you know excitement about a preseason game. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we're going to see much from the Eagles starters. I just think they have way more to risk than gain by putting them out there. Yeah, I completely agree with you that uh, no formal announcement has been made so far as I can tell, but chances are we're going to see a good bit of Marcus Mariota in this ball game, which means not a lot of scoring. It is interesting when you look at him specifically. Do you feel like this is a downgrade uh, at backup quarterback for the Eagles uh, compared with, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew from a season ago? Yeah, like it's one of those things where with – with Minshew, yeah, I know uh, the Eagles lost those games that he started, but they were competitive, at least. And they were against uh, you know, stiff competition in the Cowboys and Saints. But I do wonder, like, if going to Mariota is a downgrade, and especially with how much Hurts has to run the football, if this is something where it's likelier we see a backup for the Eagles at some point this regular season. And if that's the case, then maybe there's a little bit more pessimism here. Yeah, I mean, I have been higher on the Eagles, I think, than most on this show. That is a great point. Should anything happen to Jalen Hurts, can you plug mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota in there? Because I do think he is a downgrade from Gardner Menchu. They're probably very similar. I don't think it's, you know, far and away. He just absolutely stinks. I mean, he he did lose his job with the Falcons, and now he's a backup. So it's definitely... <laughs> the, the arrow is pointing down but i don't i think for a couple of for a couple of games this eagles team is so good that i don't think it, they'll completely go off the rails and didn't they lose anyway when jalen hurts was out last season if i don't yeah they, they if did. i remember correctly they they did lose when yeah. he was out anyway so you're right they did i wonder though To me, the question is, okay, the Eagles had a massive lead in the division and a a significant lead in the NFC to get that one seed to where 
they, they could afford to lose a couple of games and that's fine. But even if you're high on the Eagles and look, I, they're making the playoffs. I mean, I would be shocked mm-hmm. if they don't, but I wonder if they're just not going to have as big of a lead where they're not lapping the rest of the NFC to where if you're going to a backup quarterback, maybe he plays just as much or maybe even less, but the maybe the the room for error is a good bit smaller if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see it's it's tough when you have a rushing quarterback like jalen hurts i mean it definitely Mm -hmm. makes you a bit nervous in terms of can you stay healthy with that style of play and for how long and if there's not a lot of confidence in Mariota then that is a big concern. I also (laughs) like the whole idea of finding backup quarterbacks that have similar play to the starter, because that's also tricky when you have to kind of quickly change up your offense because the starter is out and now you got to cater to someone who has a different style too. So um, it definitely would be a concern in terms of looking at Eagles futures. Yeah, that's a really good point because it is sort of information overload when you're dealing with offensive linemen and receivers and things like that. Like you want things to be as consistent as they can be. Yeah, communication, Mm -hmm. timing, all of that stuff. And sometimes having a backup veteran quarterback can be helpful because naturally the bandwidth is larger, right? In terms of knowing what this offense is supposed to do, what the communication is supposed to be here, what the terminology is that veteran quarterbacks are likelier to pick up on these things a good bit faster because they've done it enough times. And so in that respect, it shouldn't be a complete disaster if Mariota's playing significant time. But still, though, even if you do like the Eagles, chances are they are regressing a little bit. And that means that the margin for error, to me at least, is a little bit smaller. Yeah, so I just got this... um... I just was reminded of this scene from quarterback where Marcus Mariota is in the kitchen with his wife and she's like pop quizzing him basically on all the installed plays for the week. And she'll just like say the name of it. And then he has to like say what it is. It was pretty cool. Like to see how his process in memorizing the plays um, work. So yeah, perhaps this is all riding on her, his wife's shoulders right now in terms of him getting prepared in case he does have to start. <laughs> Get you a significant other who will help you learn football terminology. You exactly. find someone like that. They are a, a keeper. Player. You don't let that go. <laughs> yes. I loved that moment in the show. It was pretty cool to see. And then Kirk Cousins kind of does it himself. He records himself saying it and he listens to it in like his headphones and like pop quizzes himself on it. So they, they had similar processes, but a little bit different. It's like back in college when you're cramming for a class or something like that. Sometimes it's hard because like if you have different classes or you have different majors, things like that, then it's hard for someone to sort of understand, hey, I'm in, you know, statistical economics right now. So I need you to help me with with what these terms are versus, you know, broadcast school or whatever it is. And so uh, at least, you know, have that one subject where everybody can be on the same page that is a thing of beauty. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's just good romantic advice, relationship advice uh, you know, <laughs> for all the youngsters out there who are power couples looking at significant others. Gotta support yes, each other. power couples. Exactly. You got to, you got to, especially, you know, when 
you're dealing with a quarterback salary, you know, even if it is a backup quarterback salary still though, I mean, that's a serious, serious change there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, anything that you're watching for, as far as these teams are concerned, uh, whether you want to see a certain quality of play from Anthony Richardson for the Colts or really anything from these four teams uh, prior to the start of week one, what's something that you're looking for that, you know, may help validate something or maybe be a cause for concern, anything like that? I mean, I'm definitely curious to see how Bijan Robinson plays. I really, I think it's just about getting that game time speed, getting the reps in, getting hit, just getting a little practice before it becomes real and then getting out of there and making sure nobody's injured and that everybody's healthy. So I'm really not like, don't have my eye on anything specific, but I know we were going to look ahead to week one in terms of some of these games. And I I thought, you know, you got 49ers at Steelers. This spreads at two and a half. I wonder if, you know, Mike Tomlin taking these preseason games seriously, um, a lot of time to prepare now for Brock Purdy. More teams are going to have tape on him. They seem pretty healthy, the Niners do. But maybe this is a spot to look at the Steelers as underdogs. You're bringing up something with this game that I find really intriguing, and it's the combination of spread and total where I'm a little bit perplexed what the message is supposed to be about this game because, like we talked about before, with the 49ers quarterback situation being really unknown here, Steelers are only two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Like In terms of like quality disparity, shouldn't it be more? You know, if we really believe the 49ers should really? win the NFC, so there's I that. mean, I love Kenny Pickett. And it, the, everything coming yeah. out of camp is just how good he's looked. So I, I don't think oh, – oh, I thought you were saying that he should be – they should be bigger underdogs, like a bigger number. Is that what you're saying? Well, in terms of – like, I like Kenny, Pick, Kenny Pickett too. And I'm, I'm with you that Steelers, you know, spread I think makes sense. But if the total is 40 and a half – and you believe that the 49ers offense is still going to be effective with Brock Purdy and you like Kenny Pickett, why is the total so low? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, 40 and a half. I really didn't take a look much at the total. Um, I mean, Steelers, mm-hmm. you tend to think unders a little bit more. And if Brock Purdy is going to, you know, be handing the ball off and it's going to be a Christian McCaffrey type game, then maybe it would be more of an under. I don't know enough about Brock Purdy and how this offense is going to look to really have a strong <laughs> opinion does. on the total right now. <laughs> I know. But Paul brought up a really good point. I like the Steelers plus two and a half, but Steelers in a teaser? Let's go. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I like that one a lot, too. Uh, it's a way to fade the 49ers while giving yourself some wiggle room. Absolutely. I think exactly. that makes a ton of sense.